What's going on, boys and girls? We have a terrific episode of Two White Lights for you today. We preview the American Pro, the WRPF American Pro. Solana Lewis joins Steve Denovi and I to give you our takes, analysis, preview, prediction of one of the more stacked meets of the year on the untested side of powerlifting. Raw lifters will be there. Rap lifters will be there. We preview all of them. So we go through men and women raw and men and women wrapped. Fantastic preview show, as always. We really enjoy doing these preview shows. And make sure you are subscribing to Two White Lights on Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star rating. Leave a five-star review as well. And also, make sure you are following us on Spotify. You can leave a five-star rating there. Subscribe on our YouTube page and also website twowhitelights.com. And without further ado, here it is, Two White Lights. And as promised, we are here with a preview show. We just got done with preview season, recap season with the USAPL, IPF. And now we're on to another preview. We got the WRPF American Pro coming up, I think, in just three short weeks in Virginia. I'm joined by Solana and Steve DeNovi. Solana... You have some information on how this meet is being broken down. It's the pro. It's got a combine of wrapped and raw. So you're going to see, I think, some of the best of the best on the untested side, no matter what division at this meet. Yes, you definitely are. Um, so this is a two-day meet. Day one is wrapped lifting. We have men and women on day one. And then day two is raw men and women. There's going to be top three. For men raw, top three for women's raw, top three for men wrapped, top three for women wrapped, who are going to get payouts for this meet. And the grand payout total combined is 20 grand. That'll be split between the lifters. All right. Pretty straightforward. Excellent explanation there. I'm excited to see how that plays out. And really, I, from my understanding, they're really pulling out all the bells and whistles for this meet. I'm curious to see how it's going to go down. I am going to be there commentating. Um, I've seen some things, uh, Micah sent me kind of the commentator's booth. It looks legit. It looks pretty cool. The venue is something we haven't really seen before in powerlifting. It's kind of like where they would host something of a U.S. or a mixed martial arts fight. Um, so I think that's going to make for a, uh, very interesting viewing experience. Uh, there's VIP tables, very similar to Texas Barbell Syndicate where they had the table set up. So people are going to be able to have, you know, drinks, um, interested to see again how that plays out. Garrett Fear is doing commentary in the middle of the meet. Garrett, you better be on your fucking A game because I'm going to be in the commentators booth heckling you if you suck at your uh, at your uh, stand up comedy. So hopefully you do well on that. That was a bit of an interesting move. I'm not going to lie with uh, the stand up comedy being in between the lifts, but we're going to see how it plays out. Um, it's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm I mean you're either I'm really gonna curious. 
It's either Ring Girls or Garrett Fierce stand-up comedy, and I don't know if there's that much of a difference between the two. He well, he, he well, there you go. Garrett Fear is the in- or is is Garrett closer to Ring Girls or is Garrett closer to a bear in a cage? He's the interesting combination of the two. He's a ring girl who <laughs> could also be a bear in a cage. Uh, oh, well, Garrett, I have to give Garrett this. Speaking of ring girls, Garrett was really the innovator, and he was the first one in powerlifting who wore the Hoochie Daddy shorts. He was rocking the short, short Hoochie Daddy shorts since, like, 2016. So if he just wears those on the stand-up comedy routine... You're knocking out two birds with one stone on that one. He's a ring girl slash uh, Bill Burr, which is what everyone wants to see, right? That's a perfect combination. Yeah. I also well, feel like he was the first person to do like the diaper thing, like where you like put the shorts up and like tuck it in or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Not talking about because I see it all the time. <laughs> yeah, he was no, yeah. We everyone tried to make their shorts a little shorter, and that was after Garrett started wearing the Hoochie Daddy shorts. And I'm not. Uh, he's he's 100% right on that. Like, he did start that trend in powerlifting. Nori has had a bunch of other trends in powerlifting. Same thing with Russ. Garrett was, that. that is a credit to him. So, kudos to Garrett on that one. So, yeah, this meet going to have a lot of interesting things to see. I'm actually a little bit more curious to see the production value of the meet. Um, the lifting is, of course, going to be great. But I think with what we've seen from the lifters... I am, we're going to go into previews. I'm hoping to be surprised. I just don't know if I'm going to be surprised. So what do you guys think? Should we just start with the, uh, with the lift in here or do we have any other thoughts? I was going to comment on, I was going to comment what you're talking about real quick is like, we don't need to do a full breakdown of this. We already on the, a couple episodes ago, we talked about some things that are just generally wrong and untested lifting right now, because this meat hasn't been like super hyped up social media wise, not so much from like what Micah and a one are doing, but more like, what the fans of powerlifting are doing. Go ahead, Angelo. Oh, no, I mean, I was about to, I, no, I was going to echo your point. Like, Micah, the American Pro page, Okay, they've been trying really hard to hype it. I just haven't seen as much from the lifters, like, as it was for hybrid and, yeah. and uh, the showdown. Yeah, but the lifters were even tough because, like, a lot of them aren't posting a bunch of stuff. They don't seem to really be hyping up as much. I mean, I am going to be honest. I mean, we kind of talked about this on that episode we did. I don't love wrapped and raw in the same meat. I think that breaks it up a bit too much. I think it would be great if there was just one raw meat a year for untested, one wrap meat a year for untested. And that's like the meat you go to. So that does kind of break it up a little bit. Um, but the, the, like you said, the big kind of like, honestly, I mean, even though we have some great lifters, the thing that really is kind of like the talking point uh, is can this be the first untested meat that lives up to the production hype? Mm-hmm. Because frankly, we'd never had any, we've never had any top level untested meat really get past like a decent local level meat production wise. Like we, we've got a lot of just, I mean, elitists, but I don't even think, I don't even think the untested side disagrees anymore. They've stopped like hating on USAPL because they've realized that USAPL local meats most of the time are better like production wise than most of these top level untested meats. But that's, that's kind of the selling point here is like, is be the first meat that is able to kind of like ramp up to actually be that high level production. Um, they've got a lot of stuff and that's where I'm, I, I'm waiting to see kind of how it happens. Cause there's just a lot of things that are going on. Um, we'll see if it all comes together. Um, but I really hope it does because that would be super cool that if, if we could actually finally get an untested meat where the production meets the quality of lifting. 
Yeah, I agree. Um, also, I, I failed to mention there's also supposed to be a press conference going on too uh, at this meet as well. So that's something interesting, and I think a lot of people in powerlifting have wanted to see that. Fans in powerlifting wanted to see something of a press conference-related thing. Um, I mean, I think considering I'm media over there, I think I'll have to be asking questions. So that's going to be fun. Um, I guess... Uh, Hopefully John introduces himself again to Steve Genovi. <laughs> hey, I'll do that. So hopefully yeah, it's like my handles PRs performance. Uh, and if any, I say anything stupid during this press conference is, you know, associated with Steve Denovi. Um, yeah. Do you know the press conference is supposed to be like the day before or believe, like, yeah, is it after Thursday? Got it. Got it. Yeah. I think before is because I think people want the hype going into mm-hmm. the meet as opposed to what sports do, which is a press conference after and before. I don't know. Um, I know the, I, I know the big press conferences that people actually care about watching are boxing and mixed martial arts. Um, I mean, I guess it kind of yields itself to something similar, even though I don't think we'll get a whole lot of shit talking going on or, you know, animosity. I do always compare the press conferencing, the UFC and like, powerlifting where people want to see it in powerlifting I'm like it's not as compelling guys because the reason why people tune into UFC press conferences is because they're about to commit assault on each other in 24 hours that is why it's really interesting powerlifting you're just about to lift weights with 10 other people mm. what do you mean on the untested side I feel like some apps they commit assault on each other in different ways <laughs> Well, who's the fucking kid who just ripped his head open with <laughs> with the smelling salts? <laughs> who who bombed out? Was it? It's Garrett Fears' new fucking target. I forgot the kid's name. Tyson or something or Jamal? No, Jamal TDR or something. Yeah, yeah. He committed assault on his face. Yeah, that schmuck hit his own fucking face with smelling salts and gave him stitches. Hopefully, it's obsidian smelling salts that he used. Produce promo code two WL fifteen. Hypedust.com, go there. You can break your head open with it, or you can just use it as smelling salts. That's just an ad read right there, willy-nilly, because it was so perfect. But, yeah. Boom. <laughs> yeah, we're getting better at this thing. I accidentally used the same. Very good. Hey, Steve. Oh, you got to go. Steve, sniff it. No, not sniff it. Break it over oh, your head. I got to sniff again? No, break it over your head. I'm not breaking it over my head. Busted it. I actually. Bomb uh, out on deadlifts because you're bleeding too much. Is it too early in All the right. morning? I'm sniffing. I'm going to hype dust this. I'm going to hype dust this time. Do it. Yeah. All right. He's getting better. That, see, this one. <laughs> hype dust is the one I, I already told you. Hype dust or the little nose bleach tampon is the one I do. If someone really wants, like, something that hits ridiculously hard, that nose bleach is ridiculous. Exactly. You know, I actually, like, I can't even control it. The hype dust is perfect for me. I like that one. It that would good. be the one I'd go for if I, if I still lifted more than, uh, most what, what seventh graders left. Yeah. Um, I mean, not, not, not in Texas. We're talking about Missouri seventh graders in Texas. You're way out. You're, you're like in fifth grade. Yeah. Um, I'm way out. Well, I mean, it is as yep. good as advertised, right? Nose bleach. I mean, come on. If you name something <laughs> yeah. nose bleach, it's got to knock you off your ass. So hypos.com use that promo code two W 15 to save yourself some money on obsidian ammonia smelling salts. All right. Now let's get into the lifting. So let's start with our women's raw. I mean, we've done this with every uh, untested meet. We really go through the people who have the best shot at winning top three because that's where the prizes are given out. Weight class battles aren't as uh, coveted 
in the and some of WRPF and USPA meets as we see in the USAPL. So just right off the bat, apologize if we you know fail to mention some people. Um, but this is who we project to be within the top three. So Steve, what do you see from women's rep? What stands out to you? We got some real good lifters here as well. Are we doing? Are we doing wrapped or raw? You said raw at first. Yeah, you did. Did, did I? I'm, yeah. All yeah. right. I'm well, I say to... we go wrap. Let's start day one. Women's wrapped. Yeah. yeah, I meant to say that. My bad. Uh, all right. So women's wrapped. Honestly, well, we've got some big hitters in this uh, division, but it's not very deep. I think there's only, I might, I might be saying wrong here, only like nine or 10 people total signed up for this. But I mean, the runaway favorite, I mean, honestly, I don't think it's going to be really very close. And it's it's less about what does she do compared to the other competitors and more what does she do in comparison to the all-time greatest dot score of Mariana. And that's Christy Hawkins. So Christy took, obviously Christy's been on a roll lately. She took the all-time best dot score raw in sleeves at last year's showdown. Now she's going wrapped. Um, we actually talked on the GOAT show. The last time she did a wrap meet, I think she squatted – I might be wrong because I don't have it in front of me. 628. Let me pull it up. Yeah, I was right. 628. Good journalism. And at that time, her best raw squat was 529. Now she's squatted 578 raw. I, I don't see in training like that translating to like some like insane number, like 700 or something. Um, she just hit 710 for a double on squat. Or no, 7, seven that was on 716. Um, moved decently well. I, I kind of look at, she's adding about five kilos a week. So it kind of looks like she's on a trend to maybe shoot for like 630 to 640. Either way, my assumption is her goal is either one, a 700 dots or two break, uh, Mariana's record. And if we're looking at Christie's body weight, 163.1 from the showdown, she'd have to hit a 1596 total to break that. Mm -hmm. Did you mean 617 squat? You said 716. What did I say? You oh, yeah. 617. 617 squat is what she hit. Yeah. Um, and like she's on pace, it looks like, to try to like peak into like 630 or 640. And she generally peaks well. Like she does really well. And we're going to talk about some other competitors here um, that are kind of the opposite of it. But uh, yeah, I think it's her It's her show. I mean, uh, I, I honestly think she, she's going to probably put up the highest dot score of the entire meet. One, because she's in RAS, but two, she'd probably even do that if she was doing on the raw side too. And it's kind of looking like, can she hit that 1596? I've got her around 1580, um, but I could see her very well going close to that 1596 because she tends to peak well. Yeah, I fully agree with you. Like looking at her training, like the squat is trending so, so well. And especially after that last meet where she just destroyed everyone and hit records, like, I think she's on pace. I have her at like 1602, but that, again, that's with like a perfect peak and her hitting all of her attempts, but she tends to hit her attempts more than a lot of people um, that we're going to talk about today, I would say. So I'm excited for her. And then also I'm excited for Barbara Lee. I don't know how much y'all been paying attention to her training, but yeah. it's like the best training cycle I've ever seen her have since probably since before her surgery, which was two years ago where she had to come back from a really drastic knee surgery. Like she hit 501 for a big double for the squat. And that was literally, she's never hit 501 for a single before, I don't think. And she hit that for a double wrapped. So that was excellent. Her bench hit 264 by three. She deadlifted. Oh, I think I have a typo. I'll put 5118. I think I'm at 511. 
by two in training. But overall, though, like her last meet at the showdown wasn't great. Like she had a good meet, but she couldn't pull it out in the end. Um, but I think this meet, like she's on track for PRs and a squat and a bench and a deadlift. And I think she's really fighting for second place here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have her going over 100 pounds over what she did at Hybrid Showdown in February, which that, like you said, that's huge. Like if you look at this roster, you're probably looking at Christy Hawkins, Naomi Shepard and Kirsten Skirlock. And, and like based off of past performance from what Naomi did at Ghost, she probably looks like she's a lock for second. Even if she could replicate what she did at Ghost, I don't think she's a lock for second because Barbara Lee has made such amazing progress. Um, and honestly, I, I trust her to hit her list. The standard of her lifts are pretty good. It's something we're going to talk about a lot. Um, the standard of a lot of these lifts that we're seeing um, are garbage, to put it frankly. Um, we're, we're projecting everyone to go nine for nine because that's what we do. And we're projecting their top end. But I think the average lifter is going six for nine in this meet based off of the standards of lifting I've seen and the terrible lockouts, the non-existent pauses on bench press um, and the super high squats. Um, untested needs to get together because I'm just, it's just even like a bias. It just, I, frankly, I've had untested lifters reach out and we've even seen untested lifters yeah. post like it's, the, the, the amount of people that might bomb is going to be insane because the standards are terrible. But Barbara Lee is not one of them. I really yes. trust that what Barbara's doing in the gym is going to translate because her standards are good. Yeah. As Abby mentioned that she's sinking her squats mm-hmm. like from the front. You're like, yo, she's sinking these squats. And that's like I think I had that thought in my mind for about for like two people from everyone who I went through for this entire meet. Like, man, they're sinking it. And the rest were all like, wow, that's iffy. And half the time they're even saying, man, I wish Duff was a little bit cleaner, but this was a great PR. I'm like, is it a PR? If Duff's not there, I don't think so. I don't know. I think sometimes in wrapped, like people occasionally um, could try to get away with it. Um, not as far as like trying to cheat the judges, even though we've seen, I mean, it's, it's a tale as old as time, right? Untested meets, rap meets, there's going to be a problem with judging. There's going to be problem with, you know, to the standard of what the lifts are being done. in. it's going to happen at this meet just because it's a rap meet. Like rap meets always yield some of this controversy. And, um, and yeah, people are echoing this on the untested side and it, it it's always, it's never going to stop. It's ever going to um, not happen. Um, but that's where I do trust Chrissy. It's Hawkins. getting worse though. That's my thing. Uh, are they passing in comp though? Or is it just their gym shit? Like we haven't seen the problem become like a massive problem in comp. If they're not holding oh, themselves to did, a standard. Though. We saw that at, we saw that at the showdown last year. At the, uh, at the, uh, at the, uh, the showdown. Yeah, WR, I think we saw yeah. that. I mean, how many people? I, how many people were going though? six for nine and not living oh, up to the standards? Oh, okay, I was but, I was confused what you're saying. Yeah, executed lifts. Yes, that you see this a lot where people aren't hitting their lifts, and when people miss their lifts, it's not as good a competition. I understand that. I thought you were getting to a point where they're not lifting to a standard and their lifts are getting passed, which has always been the big oh, no, issue no, no. in you know. Just because the records are so important um, on the untested side of powerlifting, I do under, I do agree with you there. Um, hit, yeah, people are missing lifts a lot, and this is where I trust Kristen and Barbara here is because I look at their training, and you know, Christy does the side angle on her squats. That's actually something that's like, oh, you're doing the side angle, you're doing the the judge angle which means that you are trying to look really hard at your depth. And I don't think Chrissy has much of an issue with depth there. And I, uh, you know, the, one of the goats of just squatting and her carryover raw to 
Raw with Raps has been fantastic. I, I see a great squat going both ways. And Barbara, like Solana said, she's burying the shit out of her squats. Like, they are good squats. She, and she's really fighting to, to bury it even more than she has to, which got to give respect for that. Um, how about uh, Naomi Shepard? Um, I mean, on, good meet at on the Ghost paper, Flash. she's probably... Yeah, huge meet at Ghost Flash. Her mm. training going to Ghost Flash was insane. Was doing crazy things. I, I I couldn't find a post that said exactly what is going on. It sounded like maybe she got injured or something happened. Her training isn't the same right now. On paper, I would have had her probably as the heavy favorite for second. I honestly think, I mean, I already said it. I think we all agree. Christy's going to be the heavy favorite for first. I honestly think Barbara is my favorite for second. And then third is going to be a battle between Kirsten Skurlock and Naomi. I mean, just to just to give reference, Naomi hit a 594, I think it was a 594 double on squat that honestly looked like she maybe had another rep in the tank in the ghost clash prep and then squatted 578. She tends to not fully do what she, I don't know if she has a big cut. She also has to tra- travel because I think she's from England or Great Britain. Yeah. Um, doesn't fully hit what she does in the gym on the platform Wait, per se. England still, or Great Britain? Ghost class. England or Great Britain? I don't know which is which. If they're they're the they're basically the yeah, same. Yeah, they're the same. Thing. No, no, not the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're 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 the same. Uh, you're good there. <laughs> okay. Um, she just hit a five fifty squat that was like an all out grinder. Yeah. Um, I don't usually like to project people lower than what they did. Um, and it's not that I'm not rooting for Naomi, but based off of her training, I'm projecting her to probably not be able to match currently right now what she did at Ghost unless something really big happens out of the blue because I just I do not see the same level of training and I don't think I'm saying anything that she's kind of not alluding to as well um in, in some of her posts yeah yeah I have to agree I went through all of her training and like it's not what it was before Ghost so I can't project her at most to match but she may not match it unless something crazy happens on meet day Another thing, too, I don't know, like, about her bench press. I'm like, it confuses me because I don't know if you're looking, Steve, but, like, the person's always holding on to the bar throughout every single rep, like, touching the bar the entire time. So, I'm like, I don't know if she, it's, like, an assist. She was kind of doing press. I don't think it's assist. I mean, her bench numbers are pretty on par with what she was doing um, leading into Ghost Clash. I think her bench is pretty much the same. There's just there's not much on deadlift getting posted. Uh, it's but even with that, it's mainly squat. Just doesn't seem like it has the same momentum it had. Um, which again, maybe she she pulls something out. But if we're comparing the squat she was doing in prep for Ghost Flash, it's it's pretty significantly different. Which doesn't mean yeah. she doesn't have a great, but couldn't have a really good meet and get top three. It's just I, I look at this and I look at Naomi and Kirsten possibly being in a close battle. And I do have, I do have confirmation. Kirsten was actually signed up for both wrapped and raw. She is doing wrapped though. Um, I messaged her coach, MJ Greeno, um, and me and Solana both noted she's kind of, she's kind of holding her, her numbers close to her chest. She's not really posting much. She, she posted a squat and kind of hid the weights a little bit. It, it, it seemed like uh, not posting numbers. I can say like the goal is to go for records. That's why they're doing wrapped. And if they're going for records, I assume it's squat. She already, I believe, has the record for this weight class. She squatted 650 um, earlier this year. 
So I'm going to guess she's going to go for like 661 plus. And again, she does that. She's going to get close to a 600 dots. And I think Naomi's going to be around a 600 dots. And that's where I think that that could be one of the closer battles of like this, this top three. Yes. And again, I agree with you. I think she's probably going to go for more than 661 because her best ever is 666. So I think she's hoping for like 671 plus. Um, but she is not showing any of her numbers at all. But I'm hoping that's a good thing. She just wants to keep it close and that she'll have a great meet day. So the, the 666, though, was at a higher weight class. Oh, it was. That's, oh. The, that's the difference. Let me, let, me con, let me confirm that. Yeah. I mean, not, super, not a ton higher, but that was when she was 237. And now she weighs more around like 230-ish. So, I mean, not, I mean, that's not huge. But, I mean, she is a little bit leaner um, than she was when she did that 666 back in uh, March of last year. I don't know how much that's going to play into it. But, yes, I'm just pointing that out that she has kind of dropped weight a little bit. Maybe, maybe she's up a bit. But she did post some progress pictures. And she looks in and she was posting it best shape she's been in a long time. So I, I assume she's not pushing to that same body weight right now. Yeah. It's either things are going really, really well or really, really bad. If you're not posting, it's like one or the other, but I mean, I mean, Kirsten, just looking at her like past history, not a person who posts a whole lot anyway. Like, you know, we, it, it, it's just so you, you follow the trends of what you are just currently doing. And, you know, some people just don't, post their lifts or, you know, post anything that's not really worth posting. Um, but I mean, I think her track record speaks for herself. Um, she is a fantastic lifter who's had a ton of big lifts. Um, and I, and I do agree. I think within this top three battle, you are going to see a real fight here, um, for that third spot. Uh, any thoughts on Angelina Bennett and Amber Hansen, Angelina Bennett, had herself a solid meet hybrid has been at a lot of these meets. Um, I think I've only seen her compete raw though in person. So I'm excited to see what to, uh, what to expect in the wraps. She's not posting yeah, a lot. I think... Yeah. Oh, right. I was just going to say, I was going to say a similar thing. And the fact that like, I think Angelina and Amber are kind of on the outside looking in, um, at least, I mean, they're looking at like just coming in based off of nominated dot scores. I mean, they're down about 50 dots points of where like third place is likely going to be. So they need a really, really big uptick. And I don't like looking at them quickly. Um, I didn't see anything that would notate that they would likely battle for, but we could be very wrong. Uh, yeah. But that's just kind of what I saw. Yeah, hopefully we get a surprise here. Going on Instagram, Angelina does get good depth with the wraps. So that's a good sign to me. And that... That is something to be noted because it's very similar when we cover single ply in the USAPL. When you have the equipment on, there's a greater likelihood of you missing a lift. If someone goes one for three on squat, you go three for three. It doesn't matter what their opener was. As long as you go three for three and hit your lifts, you're probably going to out dots them or out formula them or out total them. So lifting to comp standard is important. I think Angelina does that. Agreed. Angelina could surprise us because like she's not posting, but all these numbers are from she did raw. We really have a good rap number. So if she gets a ton out of rap, she should surprise, but she, she'd have to do something crazy like squat, like almost 70 to a hundred pounds more, I think to be kind of in contention there. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And then Amber Hansen, she does uh multiply way more often than she does wraps. Her best wraps five twenty nine. 
best bench 330, best deal at 529. And uh, with the post, the list I'm seeing, I'm not seeing like a, a big uptick. Like she might like chip some numbers, but I'm not seeing like anything that would show like massive jumps for her wrapped mm-hmm. meat. So, yeah, I would agree with you on that same token. All right. So, uh, prediction time. Let's do it. Who's first? I'll go. I pretty much already said it. I'm yeah. going Christy first, um, Barbara second. And then, like I said, there's a battle between Kirsten and Naomi. Um, just knowing Kirsten, knowing her coach, MJ, I kind of trust the execution right now and the momentum a bit more. So I'm going to go Kirsten in third. My turn? Yes, it is. Okay. So I'm matching Steve. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, but the great Christy Hawkins, I got put in first place. Barbara Lee's training is going too well for me to not say she can get second, especially with execution being there. I just can't not give her second. And then when it comes to Kirsten versus Naomi, I just trust Kirsten more, honestly, because I've watched her more over the years and I trust her coach, her coach more too. So Christy, Barbara, Kirsten. All right, I'm going to go Chrissy Hawkins definitely in first there. Um, I think she comes in as a heavy favorite. Barbara Lee, second. And for third, I'm going to go Naomi Shepard. One to be unique because you guys are both basic. Um, And also, Naomi had a great meet at uh, Ghost Clash. Really was able to, you know, win that uh, win best overall lifter in the rap side. So... Hopefully, we can see a repeat performance from her um, at this one. All right. And All right. Now. Men's wrapped. Yeah, men's wrapped. So, pretty interesting here, I think, with the amount of lifters that we have. Uh, Blake LeHue is doing wrapped. We saw him at Hybrid. Amazing meet raw. Um, it was one of the more exciting lifts to watch. I'm pumped I get to see Blake LeHue in wraps. I always talk about him being the wild card. You never know what you're going to get with any of his lifts. It could be a, you know, a, a failed walkout. Um, you know, squat could take 30 days. <laughs> Add wraps to that. Oh, the party's just going to get a little bit more wild. I'm excited to see Blake LeHue uh, lifting wraps. This is going to be fun. And, and and I think it's good, too. It adds a, adds a lot of depth to this rap division here. I'm literally more excited to yeah, see Blake we, walk out the squat than to watch him squat. Well, he doesn't need to walk it out. It's a monolift, but I don't know. But if he that's is gonna, walking out. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to add more of a variable, the fact that it's a monolift. And, yeah, walking out in monolifts is a little bit different than a combo rack. I'm I'm pumped. I, I'm just pumped to see it. And you said you said something there we need, which is Blake LeHue and Raps adds some depth to this division. There needs to be plenty of depth because with the lineup we have and the depth I've been seeing, <laughs> uh, whoever hits depth on squats is going to have a good chance to win because they'll actually have a lift on the board. Uh, but uh, pun, pun aside, uh, I, I think probably the best battle in this entire meet, day one or day two, men or women, is in this division, and it's Blake LeHue versus Chad Penson. Um, we haven't seen Chad since, uh, the showdown last year. Um, he typically, he's a better, uh, rap lifter. Oh, he yeah. gets a ton out of wraps on squats. Oh yeah. Um, he had the huge beat at the Kern. I mean, based off of his training, he's hiding some stuff. He hit an 870 squat that looked darn easy. And then said, what do you guess the mystery weight is for my PR? I'm going to guess it was over 900. Now, I will say 
at, he hit, I think like an eight twenty something squat, uh, deep eight seventy a little higher. So it depends. I mean, he, I think he had, he, he had a little bit of an issue at the showdown um, in the sense of needing to go a bit deeper. Garrett called him out and Chad wasn't too happy and Garrett ended up being a little bit right. With that being said though, I'm still going back to it. Chad versus Blake is the battle here. Yeah. Um, Chad comes in being the favorite um, because we actually don't really have a good uh, idea of where Blake is since he hasn't done wraps since this recent progression. Um, but even with that, I think they're both around 640 to 650, but they're both wild cards. Um, if I'm going through it, I mean, I think Chad, I mean, both of them in wraps, just being in wraps is a wild card. Chad has issues on grip on deadlift. He just deadlifted 771 and it moved pretty well, but dropped it. Blake, always a wild card on deadlifts, even though he did perform really, really well um, on deadlifts at uh, Hybrid Showdown. He, I, I still will not take away the wild card factor because anytime you are a max stance sumo deadlifter a hook grip uh there's going to be a lot of variables there so it comes down to who's going to hit more lifts there mm-hmm. um and that that's that's the show i'm really looking forward to who do yeah you, i agree and Ch- who, oh, God. who do you trust more to hit their list blake or chad i don't know i would say chad that, that's a tough one i i don't know what Which chad's lift? cutting from though because <laughs> That, that's one of the things too is Blake does better with weight cuts, but yeah. I'm just going to be frank. I don't think Chad, he hasn't been tagging him. I don't think he's coached by Joe anymore. Just frankly, I trust the fact that he's not, if he's not being coached by Joe, that he's going to peak better because uh, Chad had usually when he coached himself, peaked really well, had pretty consistent meets. And he was a Joe, not so much. I trust it more. Well, if I could defend Kurt at the Kurt, I think he coached Chad at the Kurt. No, I think just I think just uh, uh, the showdown last year was the first meet. Um, I might have to, yeah, I might have to, I might have to double check that because as much it as could I, be bad journalism, but I'm not. Mu- as much but I'm as not going to take it back. I'm going to as much as I love a good jab. Um, I I don't know because Kern was his meet that he was able to take. I mean, yeah, I mean, Chad, that was his meet. That I, I've heard that taking away banded deadlifts really helps peaking peaking better. <laughs> Uh, no, no argument for Word. me there. Yeah, that um, that definitely will help. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I actually, I honestly don't know what's going on there as far as uh, training goes. But back to your question, you said who I trust to hit lifts more, Chad or Blake. That's really difficult when it comes to I think the deadlift. Like, I. I guess I'm going to go with Chad only because Blake literally is that max stance, like hook grip, 45 seconds to get ready before he can even pull the sack out. Like that's a whole process. Um, But we also have the variable as a Kabuki bar being here. And that's going to be very interesting for a lot of these lifters on the men's side specifically too, because it's such heavy weight and you pull so much more slack. And I've heard a lot of these lifters talking about how, like, they're getting used to it still. Mm-hmm. So it can help you out, but also you have to know how to pull slack well or it destroys you. And so who can get the technique better for this meet? I don't freaking know. Yeah, I, I so, mean, I, I guess with Blake's deadlift, I just really don't know exactly, like, how to scout it because it's so erratic. Um you see what happens when he nails it. I mean, he told us on the podcast he's you know he changed his diet up in a little bit and was, his hands got a little bit skinnier. Where he was able to grip the bar a little bit better. Um, so 
perhaps that's, you know, kind of the missing ingredient that he needed to really just hit his deadlifts. But I mean, he, he but at the same token, he misses opener, I think, at hybrid. So, you know, uh, it's, I don't know. I just, I was just asking the question because it comes down to hit lifts and Chad isn't really known for missing a lot of lifts. Blake is, is actually kind of known for it. He was the typical guy of if he goes nine for nine, this is what he can do. And then he really didn't go nine for nine for a long time or go eight for nine. Even then he hit his list at hybrid and boom, that's what he could do. Hybrid was his definite, definite uh, masterpiece performance on my standard. Probably not on his, but Steve. So uh, like Solana was saying, and you were saying Blake was talking about getting used to the Kabuki bar. But with that being said, it looks like his baseline is increased. I mean, we've seen that the Kabuki bar has more whip. Like it's once you get used to it, it is allowing people to deadlift more. Yes. The eight forty eight that like Blake pulled out of seemingly nowhere that we that we thought was insane at hybrid. It looks like is pretty routine in the gym right now. And what he's struggling with is now eight eighty one. So if he's struggling now with eight eighty one as his top end, I'm pretty confident that he can hit. 848 and if he can hit 848 uh routinely on a second attempt that is going to put him in a position where it's i think it's going to really push chad to have to do something big and then it's just now chad has done better on in meets with grip which i don't think is completely uncommon like you can hold some more fatigue and as you taper that grip strength comes back, back a little bit. so he has been a lot better lately about holding on to that um i don't know that that's a tough one of who I trust more there. I, I, I lean towards Blake right now because I don't, I was uh, not leaning towards his execution on hybrid and he proved us wrong. So therefore now I have a hard time going against Blake on that. Okay. All right. Yeah. Just a curious question I had because I, yeah, I think right now what I'm looking at is hit lifts. Chad, this is his bread and butter right here is rap division. Um, this is why at the Kern, you know, it was not the John Hag show. Uh, Chad was, he said point blank on two white lights that it's wrapped. Like I'm not letting, I'm not going to let John Hack beat me wrapped. And he didn't. And we saw a terrific performance from him because th- th- this is just his game right here. Blake LeHue is no stranger to equipment either. So yeah, I think this is the, the premier showdown and two incredibly entertaining lifters, two strong lifters, two of the best lifters on the untested side. I'm pumped to see it. Um, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be one hell of a show. Uh, how about the field? So from there, there's a lot of wild cards, a lot of them. Uh, Malik Dern, who's a very veteran lifter, um, private account, so I didn't see his list, but he likely is coming in. I think the favorite for third, but then you have two huge wild cards that I think likely are close that will challenge him in Philip Herndon and Andrew house. And I say huge wild cards because Phil Herndon, uh, one of the greatest squatters in the world in RPS and SPF meets, um, has not translated that to meets with higher standards. He just squatted a thousand three. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't say depth was, awful but it, it was I, I mean if that gets passed in a high level meet like this i would be sketchy about that 
Andrew House, I'm even more sketchy about. He squatted 1031, apparently after losing 15 pounds on accident of body weight. So he, he could squat, he could be going for something insane, but it was very high. Uh, he just deadlifted 926, and it was a very soft lockout. Even without seeing where Malik is, knowing Malik's numbers and the fact that he lifts to a pretty good standard and is pretty consistent and has been doing this for a while, I, I trust him more because I do not trust the standard of what Phil and Andrew are doing in the gym. Yeah, that was kind of like the conclusion I came to see. Like looking at Phil, like looking at his numbers, I was like, whoa, like all time world record squat, like doing great. And then I saw his squat and I was like, it's it's high. So can he sink it on meat day? Who freaking knows? I'm not sure. <laughs> I could kind of give a prediction right now. I think he's going to go one for three. I think he's going to hit a lift, um, and I think you're going to see a decent squat, but that's kind of what we've seen from him on the uh, – just a, a relatively standard meet that's uh, big meat. I think we saw at the Kern. The Kern, you know, like everyone is watching because, I mean, if you guys are tuning into Two White Lights, you probably tune into Garrett Fear's Instagram and – Phil is probably one of Garrett Fear's number one depth police stories that he posts. <laughs> and it, it, there's elements of truth. He can get depth, I think. He cuts it high at local meets, gets his all-time world records, unofficial all-time world records, goes to these big meets, has a solid squat, but he gets red lights. And, when, and, and then the judges know who the lifters are who are about to take their attempt, they're going to be looking extra close at his squat depth. They just are. Um, so I think that does just hurt him as far as the rankings goes at third spot because personally I have Blake and Chad, you know, well within my top two. But, um, uh, like, he could be up there. You just – I can't rely on a one for three or even two for three squat because I think probably going to even retake a squat – in there too. I'm actually going to check the numbers as Solana uh, gives a little bit more of a breakdown here on some of his attempts in the past. Yes. Are you talking about Phil right now? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I looked at the, he had the all time road record squat at 959, but like I said, it's just, he's squatting high. And also he mentioned in his training that he had some sort of surgery, uh, I guess on his pec, so his bench is definitely dropped. Um, he hit 455. The pause didn't really exist. And it looked hard. So I'm thinking that that might be a sink down on the bench. And that's not going to help him out either. And then he hit 826 dead, which for him is a good, like a good number and a better lift than he's hitting in like in training. Or no, sorry, in competition. But to me, it looked hitchy. So again, is the standard there? Don't really know. Did you think it was hitchy, Steve? That 826. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll, again, I'll be honest. Just... I saw, I saw like, again, I'm going to the back to standards. I saw, honestly, I think I maybe saw more deadlifts that I thought were sketchy when doing all of this than I thought even squat depth. Those were getting sketchier than they used to be too. Um, a lot of pitchiness, a lot of soft lockouts, a lot of people not holding lockouts. So yeah, just a big wild card. I mean, Phil and Andrew, there is no doubt they are ungodly strong. It's can they put together the execution at a meet that we assume is going to have high standards um, because they've tended to have issues with that in the past. And at least based off of their gym lists, they're still not kind of uh, uh, abiding by those. 
Yeah. One thing that's a huge, I, I, I actually, I actually, I actually don't think this person's doing the meet because there is no posts. Uh, Nam, uh, Schartzer, he hasn't competed since 2017. Like he would like, do you know who Nam, Nam, Nam Thomas on Instagram is? Like he was like the guy that was like going to break all the squat records, then just kind of stop competing for a while, like massive quads, but typically squatted high. Mm. Um, he signed up. I, I don't feel like he's doing the meet though, because there are no, he's posting videos, but nothing is like training wise. Um, so if I'm going to, I'm assuming he's not doing it. If not, um, someone, I think you're pretty familiar with, uh, uh, Ed Blair, Angelo, Ed Blair mm-hmm. looks like his bench looks like it's been a little weird. I think because of low bar, there's been some elbow and arm issues. And so his bench has not been quite what he did when he broke, I believe the world record His squat and deadlift look incredible right now. Yeah. Yeah, um, I think, and we talked about it earlier with just lifting the standards. Ed Blair has probably the most aesthetically pleasing squat in rap lifting. I mean, narrow stance, he does actually get to depth too, which is a really difficult thing. Super narrow stance, and then you put wraps on, and to bury your squat is not an easy thing. And Ed does it at, you know, he, he just kind of does it um, on demand. Um, he's just always seemingly on his squat looks effortless because of that, uh, bench press. He does go through just to me. I think Ed's problem just in his career has been injuries. Like it's always been some sort of injury or some sort of pain that has been halting his progress. Um, squat and benches is bread and butter lifts. He's going to really kill you on the subtotal. And then with deadlifts, um, it just he does give up a lot of ground there on his deadlift. Um, he's a guy who could possibly sneak in, uh, just based on like just some of their some of the other lifters here, just possibly not lifting the comp standard, or I mean, even to lifting the comp standard, Philip misses lifts all the fucking time. Like his open powerlifting is filled with miss lifts. Um and yeah, like the, the lifts that you see, like the big, big lifts are often not counted at the big meets, and then the uh, big lifts are hit at the local meets, but you still see like a one-for-three, two-for-three squat day from him. So if you get enough missed lifts here, Ed could possibly sink himself in. Um, yeah, I'm I'm really, uh, really interested to see how Ed just performs um, on this day. Uh, anyone else from the peanut gallery? Just a couple shout outs. Our boy Hayden Willis. Yes. Hayden. He's, throwing the, he's th- US, ex-USA PL boy, now throwing on the wraps. Um, Justin Taraki, Team Nori. Um, I think they've been playing a little bit close on kind of a squat, but he's been hitting some really big squats in training. Um, Ron L. Leftwich, we talked about him from multiple meets and always someone I enjoy watching. Um, Jason Legrand, um, he hasn't quite been the same since about 2018, but if somehow he could put, to, if he could, if he could bring back 2018 form, he hit a 602 dots back then and would kind of put him right up there in like that top five area. But honestly, just based off, I mean, we talked about Blake Lehman, I think Chad are runaway one and two. It's who's going to win there. And then from there, I, I really think, I mean, it's Phil versus Andrew versus Malik. And they're all stacked around that like 605 to 620 dots range. And it's it's who do you think is going to actually hit their list? And I think there's a pretty obvious answer who is the most likely to hit their list there. Mm. Yep. Also, yep. also got to give a shout out to another Illinois guy, Joey Karasi. 
Um, him and Ed have been just squat battling at surge the entire time. That's his lift. Joey is the uh, squat. So, yeah, it's going to be fun to, I mean, watch those two as far as just me being a fan of the sport. I'm excited just to see those two kind of go at it on a big platform. Um, it's always good. It's always good to see, like, the guys that you train with or, like, at surge, like, get the big platform to go and compete at. Yeah, I do hope Ed does well. He's mentioned dealing with back-to-back quad tears mm-hmm. and yeah, elbow pain during this current prep even. So I'm just like, eh. February meet, his numbers did start to go down from the last meet. So Yeah, it's unfortunate. But I will say his open paralyzing is really pretty. But squat and bench is very pretty. Yeah, he's a good. lot of he's a, good lifts. He's, he's a lifter I could be a fan of. You know, like, it's just you can't. It's hit lifts. He does it technically he does it with, you know, technical proficiency. It's fun to watch him. Um, I mean, even his deadlift, it's a struggle, his deadlift, but he he tries he his techniques needs to be like so on point for his deadlift. And I know him and Chris Bridgeford are working incredibly hard on it. Um it's just it's difficult for him to execute because of his leverage. Uh, and also just the injuries kind of just sort of piling up on him. But uh, anyone else before we uh, get into our little predictions here? I'm ready. I'm ready too. Solana, you said you were ready first though, so can you pick? Yeah, okay. I'm going to give Chad Penson first place. I'm going to give Blake LeHue second place. I'm giving Malik their scene third place. Going with Chad because at the end of the day, he gets a lot out of these raps, and I'm more iffy on Blake's rap squat than Chad's. Like, he will execute on me today. So that's why I'm going with Chad. All right. I will go second Who's because next? I said I was ready second. And also, I think if we follow the snake draft, I would be going second. I'm going to go with my guy, Blake LeHue. Um, you know, he has forever turned me into a fan since his hybrid performance. Uh, Chad is my boy. Fucking love Chad LMAO. Um, I think we're just going to get one hell of a battle between the two. Um, ah, it's hard picking against Chad though. I'm not going to lie because I keep this. I, I know Chad is a rap lifter. This is his game. Like this is his uh-huh. sport here. And, um, Ah, man, it's hard picking against him, but I'm just going to give Blake LeHue the nod. Um, would not be surprised if I am wrong on this one. But Malik, I'm going to give him third. I think, uh, I mean, it's, it's so hard giving him third because I just don't see as much from him. But Phillip misses a lot of lifts, and I'm iffy on some of Andrew's lifts in the gym right now. So sometimes no watching no lifts is better than watching some lifts. Probably not a good, not a good sign. So I'm going Blake, Chad, the Malik. I'm going Blake over Chad for the reasons that they both have their, their question marks, but one Blake is going to get to put what he needs to load for the win. He's going to have a chance to pull if he doesn't, if he needs to Two, I don't question Blake in wraps. Um, Blake's a single ply world champion. Um, if he can be able to lift to standards and walk yeah. out in single ply in the IPF, I, I don't question his ability to do that uh, at a wrapped untested meet. 
Um, as well as when it comes down to actually being in a battle like this, um, Blake has uh, infinitely more uh, experience yep. being in actual close battles of attempt selection. Yeah. Um, and I would be very, I mean, this is an assumption. I'm going to, I would, I would bet Chad may be a bit more looking at numbers he wants to hit versus I think Blake may be a bit more focused on hitting what he needs to, to win. Well, Chad did have a long hiatus from the platform and I know he was, I, I, you know, had a lot of great life things going on for himself. Um, and I think, yeah, like just wasn't really that active in the gym. So I think you're right, Steve. I think like possibly he's going there and focusing on numbers to hit or something not there, maybe just not taking it. Um, who knows though? I mean, he's a one hell of a competitor and, uh, I, that, that long hiatus from the platform, um, could possibly hurt, especially when someone's as active on the platform as Blake and he does the big meets. He did really well at hybrid. That was a long time ago. He does around two to three meets a year. Yeah. I don't know. It's, uh, going to be really, really fun to watch those two battle though. You just hit the opposite too. You can say a big break would help you because you got to like yeah. not have to peak multiple times. Yeah, I don't know. I think his type of break, I don't know. Like it's his type of break because I remember talking to him. He's just like, yeah, I just haven't been really active in the gym. But that was a long time ago. So may that maybe that break does not being active in the gym is good. Like sometimes Taylor Atwood does it. Taylor Atwood, when he's on, he's like, yeah, I just kind of screwed around for two months. And I think that actually helps his body a little oh. bit because he doesn't get fucked up from the programming. It, it helps untested people more. Just do that too. Like there's bodybuilders that will literally take like months off of the gym after the Olympia because they're going to lower uh, levels of, of uh, synthetic drugs. Um, and they're letting their body heal and kind of getting healthy. So a lot of times on kind of the untested side, that can be somewhat of a good thing. Um, Chad's training is going amazing. I really think he's going to come in and hit a very nice PR total. It's just the the reasons I mentioned, I'm going to go with Blake. Yeah, it's going to come down. To, I think it's actually going to come down to deadlifts there. And that's when the fun starts because you don't know what's going to happen on Blake's deadlift. Um, and, you know, Chad could kind of play just to sit back. He's got a good deadlift. Uh, not as good as Blake's, but he's got a good deadlift. Could kind of play it from there. Um, to see like if he misses a few lifts, it's gonna be great. Yeah, and talk about taking a break from the gym not always being a good sign. Wearing stoic, or fuck, I fucked up the ad read. But wearing stoic gear, I'm just gonna go to stoic. That was supposed to be left left first. Hilarious. Did you guys hear the sound effect? I did. Uh, yes. When did we get that? <laughs> I figured it out. I was, do we have a soundboard? Now I do. Uh, yeah, I just figured it out now. Um, yeah, I'm not really good with technology, so I just started hitting things. But, yeah, that might be a problem now that it works so perfectly. Uh, but, yeah, we're stoic gear, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, you're going to be you're gonna be Dennis now. <laughs> yeah. You're going to be like, play that again. That's the cue for the Adderate. All right. <laughs> Boom. Boom. Go to lift.net like and get yourself some stoic gear. Ladies and gentlemen, I wear stoic gear in the gym and on the platform because it is the best. It is quality. It is affordable. You're not just paying for the logo. You're paying for the quality. 
affordable singlets, wrist wraps, knee sleeves. They got it all. They got more colorways coming. I just saw the prototype. It's happening. Get excited for it. Um, they're going to have some more material, more gear release. I'm going to do a photo shoot actually right after this to sport some of the new stuff that they're going to drop. I'm excited about that. Make sure you use that promo code ANGELO10 to make the equipment or gear even more affordable. Use that promo code ANGELO10 to save yourself some money on Stoic gear. Uh, Steve ran out of the room, and we are not going to wait for him. Oh, he's back. Okay. Damn it. That was I right timed line. it perfect. I knew my time. <laughs> I fucked up. I fucked up the thing. Nope, not that one. Nope, not that one. That was just a bad read altogether. There we go. There's cheer. <laughs> and crickets. All right. I'm, yeah, this is, yeah, definitely. We gotta, gotta be, this is going to be the whole show now. Yeah, the whole show is going to be this. Well, I like that laser one. Let's do the laser one again. All right. Do you have a laser one? No. Please have a laser one. I'll I'll uh, play with that's it. That's an issue. I got the standard one that I just found out that's on my soundboard. All right. The Thanks. best intro ever for raw women's lifting was that. But we got a pretty solid lineup here as far as women's lift uh, raw lifters go. Um, we see some heavy hitters with Chloe Lansing and Tamara Walcott as far as just name goes. Those are some of the biggest and untested powerlifting. Uh, Tamara's, you know, you know, every single time you mention her, you got to mention just her mainstream successes. She's had blew up on Instagram, Twitter, all over the place was on Ellen. What did he, the world, um, was at the Arnold to do, I, I think like a world's strongest man or like kind of a platform lift. I don't really know what to call it where she broke the, you know, all times world record again on single lift on the deadlift mainstream success, unbelievable lifter. Um, Elena Espinoza though, we completely overlooked her at Ghost, and she put on a fucking show, and she won a meet that I don't even think we had her in the top three. Like, no, but I mean, cold we're going to talk about it here. There's a reason she doesn't post her lists. Yeah. Like, yes, we overlooked her, but we have no idea. Like, we have no idea again what she's doing because she doesn't post her lists. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She looks great in selfies, but... Hey, I mean, people don't post your fucking like. I, people don't post your list, man. It's just, it's, it's something. Maybe, maybe there's something wrong with us that we post our list. Maybe there's there. Maybe I there's, don't post my list. I keep it. I keep it close to the chest. Yes. I don't want you all knowing what I'm going to bring in my comeback when I'm in four. Well, that's a yes. good thing. Let's well, yeah. <laughs> we. I mean, you, you just save it. Put it in your private page or something. Um, but along with Delina, Tamara, Chloe. We have kind of a wild card. I would call her a wild card with Kiera Aston because Kiera has only competed once ever. It was 2019 in wraps. And then she went to pro bodybuilding. And she's only posting lift-wise her deadlift. She had 529 by 5, and it moved really well. And it's just really going off. She's a 67-kilo lifter. And she's not posting videos of her benching and deadlifting, but she's posting videos of the bar loaded for it. So me and Steve were talking about it. We're like, we saw pictures of the bar loaded for 255 for bench. We saw pictures of the bar loaded for um, a heavy squat. What was it? 440. 440 squat. squat. But we just, we don't know if she actually squats it. But I will say, just with the way her deadlift is going, excellence is truly a wild card. We don't know what she's going to bring. And that's very interesting. 
Yeah. She I, could be the breakout star of this meet. Uh-huh. That's kind of what I was going to say there. And this is a lifter that I just don't know. A whole, I don't have a whole lot of information on. Even going through Instagram, it's... I trust that she could bench a lot because she's fucking <laughs> jacked as shit. Like, I, I, I trust completely that she could bench at uh, the house. But, yeah, I... <laughs> for this... I can only go on who I know. You know what I mean? And like yes. this one is like, uh, it'll be hard. It's going to be hard making predictions I mean, on this one for me. Just saying that right now. To give, an, to give an idea though, again, she only competed in 2019. She weighed 162 at the time. If we're just using deadlift, she deadlifted 462 at that meet. She now is signed up. Currently, she signed up for the 67.5, the 148-pound class, which means she would be 14 pounds lighter, and she's deadlifting 529, albeit with rat or with straps on. She's deadlifting 529 for five like it's nothing. Like, like I have her at a 550 deadlift, and that might be conservative. I, I don't know. I don't know what she can't do. It, 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 it's, a, it's a huge question mark, but I don't want to be wrong if she's the breakout star and does something insane, and we didn't, we didn't like, hype her up as a possible winner because – She's the only one that I could see beating Yelena. Um, Chloe is in the picture, but I don't know her, her training. She's had a lot of injuries lately. We, we, talk, we hyped her up a bunch going into the showdown last year. Um, hashtag bad journalism, which is where I believe that originally originated. Um, yes, yes. Because we did not know she dropped out. And since then, <laughs> she's kind of been battling. She's got a new coach. She's working with MJ Greeno. Looks like training is trending back up, but I don't see it at the showdown level. And so that's where like, I see if Yelena can just match what she did at ghost, which is all we can predict right now for the fact that again, she doesn't post any of her lifts. So I have idea what she's doing. The only one I see, I mean, uh, possibly challenging that is Kiara. And that could be either way. Kiara could be outside the top three or she could win it. It could be either one. I have no idea. But I I want to I, I want to go wild card status here and have some fun and and say Kira might take this one home with a check. Yeah, I mean, you, I I understand that too. Like, you never want to be on the wrong side of history, especially when you're watching potentially like the next big thing in powerlifting. Like, oh, like though this person could be a star. I just have zero idea. Like, if those how to peak. You know, I just don't have that information. I don't have any sort of information on whether or not they, you know, are well equipped to go into a big competition. But uh, what I, I mean, granted, what I've seen in past, I mean, uh, based on numbers in past competitions, what I've seen on Instagram, you're gonna get one great meet out of her. I just don't know if I could pick against Yelena. But also at the same time, I don't know what she's doing, and I didn't know what she was doing for Ghost, and that was the first time I seen her lift. Yeah. The only ones I'm familiar with are um, Chloe and Tamara. That's the only ones I'm really familiar with as far as lifting goes. Yeah, and that's very true. Yelena, like, I'm going to say she matches, and that's the 592 dots that she matches. Uh, Kier, we just talked about her. Chloe, I'm, I got to put more stock in Chloe just because we know her as a lifter, even though, yes, she's definitely dealing with some injuries. Um, her squat seems to be moving a little bit better in the right direction since that last meet, which was a rough meet for her in February. Um, she also just she just switched to inserts. I I'm gonna say that I'm gonna put some kilos on your squat. 
from someone who actually uses this. Potentially. Kill up thinking, and that's what what. Potentially. 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 <laughs> there might be some new sleeves, some stoic that add the same amount. Yeah. You must wait. Yeah, maybe. That's gonna be the worst. Let's wait and see. That's gonna after I went on that campaign and how much inserts suck. <laughs> after four, and then and I better see I you in to, those stoic sleeves too. Um, probably not, but continue. <laughs> I'll try them on, maybe. Anywho, but. all right. So yeah, so I still, I mean, hoping that Chloe has a better meet. But yes, you're right. She's definitely dealing with a lot of injuries. Tomorrow's last meet, we all know, did not go great. She competed at Ghost, went four for nine, got one squat, got one dead, hit some benches. It was rough. She if but should have bombed. Hmm? Should have bombed. You bombed? Should have bombed. I oh, should have bombed. I was watching that oh. up close and I was watching that. She got a a gift. A few yeah, she almost got a few gifts that day. Which is unfortunate. Oh. Hopefully she fixes it. I mean, I mean, it's been such a long time. I think she can fix it within the amount of time. But, yeah, that meet was um, well, was a struggle. I'll be, well, I mean, Son, you can tell me different. I'll be honest. I would love to not say this because I, I, I would – her for the sport is great. And what she did at the showdown was amazing. She's not posting deadlifts. Yeah, she's not. She always posts her deadlifts. That's usually not a good thing. Maybe she's only close to her chest and she's going to come out. But I mean, she's not posting a lot of like lifts that are like, like I definitely do not see any squats that tell me she can squat 589 right now. She squatted like 520 for a double in June. And it wasn't like super easy or deep. Hasn't been posting any deadlifts. Um, bench 365 for a touch and go. That was kind of hard. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if training's going the best right now. That's what I got from it. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I can say, though, like, if she is able to even match the showdown, she is losing weight, and that will really help her dots a lot because between showdown and the last meet go, she did lose 14 pounds. So I'm like, if she can match showdown and is still at least at that weight that she was at for Ghost, I can definitely see her taking, like, potentially third place. Just depends. We gotta see. Yeah. It's hard to have stock in yeah. someone who's not and posting then, and you know like when they're doing well they post. So it's tough. Yep. And another person not really posting less, Cora Meekum. We talked about her going into uh ghost, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we talked about her going into ghost. Ghost, she didn't but we we talked about how she's had some issues with attempt selection and she didn't quite fix that in the ghost, but she did do a meet in May and went eight for nine. And she's adding, she's a young lifter. We talked about it going into ghost. She's adding weight to her total almost every single meet. Now she's not really posting anything. So it's kind of hard to be able to guess kind of where she's at here, especially because the last two meets were wrapped and this is raw, but she's in the picture. I think she's just on the outside looking in. I mean, she's got a 534 dots and we're looking at the top three likely being 570 plus. So it would be a bit tough, but I, I want to give her kind of a shout out there because she's definitely one of the people I was looking at as a potential, like let's say top five. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that's that like her if she can fix that attempt selection, we'll see what happens. But she doesn't post her lifts, and so that's the extent of what I can say. Yeah, she's a young lifter too, yeah. right? 
very young. She's uh, yep. yeah. only like 21, 22. Yeah. She's, and then she's last shout-out, yeah, I put all of these meets notable shout out julia williams just doing just doing raw nationals coming back and doing uh american pro now yep always we always have our bias for uh for usapl select ipf lifters so yeah excited to see her compete again got to see her compete at raw nationals um all right prediction time yes yes prediction yep. time you go first Ange. Um, yes, it is my turn. I'm going to go with Elena Espinoza. I had to interview her after she won and not have her in any sort of prediction for top three. So that was awkward. Uh, luckily I don't think he listened to two white lights at all. So, um, I'm not going to do that again. I'm not going to, uh, make the same mistake twice. I'm going to go with her first. I am going to go Kira Aston. Seconds. Let's see it. I want to see it. I want to see a really good performance. Um, and then Chloe Lansing third. All right. Is it? I think I already hinted to it. I don't want to be on the wrong side of history here. I'm going Kiera first. I think this is this is the breakout star of this meet. Um, I, 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 the fact that she's not posting any squat and bench, I honestly don't think is because it's not going well. I think we could see even something even crazier than we're saying. Cause she, I mean, the fact is she's just, she's built to do this. Everything that we see is that, I mean, the, the big kicker for me is the fact that she's at a lower body weight, likely due to bodybuilding from the last time she competed. I don't know. I just think we can see something really big there. Um, I got Yelena second and I very well could be proven wrong. Uh, and then Chloe third, um, which again, Chloe, we can, her training is progressing weekly. That's the good thing with Chloe. Uh, I believe the quad injury that hampered her, obviously going in the showdown and then even this year um, is much better. Um, could come in surprised and it wouldn't, would, I, I could mix up these three in any way, shape or form. And if I don't think it would be a bad prediction. Yeah. All right. I'm going Yelena for first. I'm going Chloe Lansing for second. And I'll give Kiara third. Let's see how she does in the meet. I had I've I, not competed on a platform in three years. Yeah, I had to think about that one as well with Chloe Lansing. Second. I was just about to do it, but then I was like kind of was listening to Steve there, don't want to be on the wrong side of it. Um Yeah. Women's I'll be role. really happy if tomorrow breaks in here and we none of us picked her. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think I, I well, really, I think with tomorrow, just the deadlift, right? Like, if she's got the highest deadlift of all time, and she was on like uh, kind of almost on par to break some some big records. I think total wise too. I think going into Ghost Clash, um, I, 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 I mean, at Ghost, just lifting the comp standard was an issue for her, and I think they'll be looking at her awfully close this go round. So, I'll be honest. There might be someone else in this meet trying to deadlift the biggest deadlift of all time, and that is Christy. Christy Hawkins! I think Christy might be able, I think might be able to I, beat that 6.36. That's actually a very good point. I kind of forgot about that there. So, all right. I mean, that's a little – That's. I mean, because actually that is a big story because we uh, – if you guys are listening to White Lights, you know that we really don't bias, like, single lift stories a whole lot. Like, we don't really – care that much about certain records this one's a huge record this is an all-time deadlift record and all like the all-time deadlift record this is the biggest deadlift ever put on the platform so 
that's going to be something to watch. They're going to be competing on different days, too. So you get to see what Chrissy does one day. You get to see what Tamara does the other day. That's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and, yeah, this is definitely, uh, definitely going to be a meet with some big deadlifts. Um, and then going on to Raw Men. But before talk about the Raw Men, got to talk to guys about Leflar Bros. Ladies and gentlemen, go to leflarbros.com and get yourself the best apparel in powerlifting. They make you look good from head to toe. They look make you look good. In the gym, out the gym, on the platform, outside the platform, they got the best comp tees. They got a whole lot of different designs with their T-shirts. They got dad hats. They got the socks. They got the joggers. They got some beautiful joggers. They got some tank tops. Guys, it's getting really, really hot out. I am going to suggest you get those tank tops. They're fantastic. They match well with pretty much everything that I wear. And also, the Leflar Bros family is growing including promo codes. Use promo code 2WL15. Use promo code ORC15. Use promo code SOLANA15. Make three separate purchases, one for each part, head, torso, and then lower part there. Uh, if you want to go legs with the joggers or the socks, make three separate purchases. Use all of our promo codes at once. And make sure you follow Leflar Bros on Instagram. They release fantastic content. They are sponsoring a lot of lifters. Um, also... I forgot to give a shout out here because I'm wearing Stoic and I gave the Stoic ad a read. Uh, Keanu Webb matching up with me on sponsorships got herself a uh, K Webb got Sto is a new Stoic athlete. Always great to see and also a Leftler Bros athlete as well. So way to combine it there. Leftler Bros family is also sponsoring a whole lot of powerlifting meets. They just got into the Cal State Championships. I'm excited to see them as vendor. We will be vendors there as well. So make sure you're using that promo code on leftlarbros.com, which also you can still get two white lights merchandise there as well. All right, on to the men's raw. So we got a pretty stacked lineup here. Um, of course, headlined by... Um, I mean, uh, John Hack, he's... It's his division to win. This is his division. Um, only time we've seen him lose recently was when he was competing raw against wrapped guys. Not much. I mean, Steve, what, what can you tell me about Hack right now? Because you're his favorite, apparently. Training's going good. It, yes, I am. Yeah. That's very obvious. Um, the big thing right now is squats going really well. Um, it sounds like bench at one point had a little bit of a hiccup, but I, he just hit 584, which is two and a half kilos over. We did it the, his, at the showdown or maybe over the hybrid. I, I wasn't even counting hybrid when I was looking at some of the numbers because he obviously weighed in heavier. Um, I literally just put hack is doing hack things. I mean, he's dead. He just squatted 782 and depth looked decent. Like it, he, he, it, it was, it was better than some of his normal gym. Um, 584 on bench was an all out grinder, but he's pretty good about actually peaking bench. Like he tends to actually hit what he does in the gym on the platform on bench, because as we said, he is the greatest pauser in the world. Um, and that 584 is with feet slipping too. Um, I I'm sure once he puts the light up shoes back on, mm -hmm. he won't have that issue. <laughs> He'll have much better grip and we won't have any slipping. And then deadlift at 887 deadlift just keeps going up. I mean, we actually know from the hybrid prep, he gets a good amount out of that Kabuki bar. Um, because he deadlifted something like 900 fairly easy in the hybrid prep, um, on that Kabuki bar when he was testing it, um, I think for like a promo for it. And yeah. then it just wasn't quite as good when he was back on that Texas deadlift bar. So my big thing here is, uh, I, I got to assume he's going to try and break, uh, 
Yuri's all-time dots and uh, record, but in sleeves. That I, I have to think that is the goal. He only needs twenty thirty-two to do that. I've gotten at twenty-two fifty-one. That means he probably could even miss a lift and still do it, maybe. But I, I think that's got to be it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be the. Uh... Probably the last feat, right, in Don Hack's history is to do that. That would, I think, cement him in the GOAT status, even though I think he already has it. That would be, I think, everyone in powerlifting can uh, marvel at. at, But you're so used to marveling at Don Hack. Um, It'll just be, like, one of many of his accomplishments. Well, as well as he he likely, if the meet goes well, the cut goes well, he would have the highest dots, dots of raw or wrapped. At least how I have him projected, and beating Chad and Blake. Mm-hmm. And the real battle, the real battle, who totals more, John? Because he says weight classes don't matter. It's all about the total. He's joining Hack in the sleeves. I've got Hack out totaling him, out totaling him right now. Oh, and also he's competing outside of Texas, which I never thought would happen. I'm gonna be honest, I did not is doing this meet because it's not in texas granted i I was surprised too when i saw it i was even more surprised that he was doing sleeves yeah i have to think his goal is to beat john hack in total so he can say he's stronger than john hack i have to think that's the goal (laughs) what's the weight class difference uh hack is 90 and is 110 got it 20 kilos okay but there's no wilkes in the jungle well and also if you know he will concoct some sort of explanation on why he's better than everyone and then he's so good at explaining it sometimes that you kind of believe it he's so good at selling it it's like oh yeah i guess uh he like he's convinced himself that he is stronger than uh john hack but uh yeah is, is that the big battle there um because we do have juan garrison zach myers danny grisby competing so there's just a lot of entertainment value with this Juan Garrison, um, he's at all these meets doing well. I think he might t- try to take a jab at um, Blake's bench record for Raw. I think that was a big goal for him at Ghost Clash and was not able to get it. Um, had himself a little bit of a rough meet at Ghost, but I think that could be a goal for him. Again, competing head-to-head with John Hacks going to be a really difficult one, but Juwan, 583 dots. Um, you know, he's, he's 60 pounds away from a 2k total. Is he, is he signed up at a certain weight for this one? Is he 90 yeah, now? 90 kilo. Is yeah. he 90 permanently? No, 85. He, he just, oh, he's 82. Okay. You guys got oh, he's signed, he's signed up for, <laughs> Which one? he's signed up for 82, right? Oh yeah. My bad. I, his last but one was 90. Yeah, he was 90. Cause I was yeah. wondering if he was going to, yeah, he did that. U- he did that USPA money meet just to win it. And he didn't cut for it, but that did give us a good idea of kind of where his numbers were at. He definitely had a little bit more on squat. He hit seven thirty eight. I think he could hit seven fifty. He missed five twelve on bench and the four ninety six wasn't like super easy. And he missed seven forty four on deadlift and hit seven Oh five. I probably put him pretty solidly in second. I think hack runaway first barring something crazy. Goes happens like we saw at hybrid where it just didn't have a good day. That was kind of an anomaly for Hack. Usually he, he tends to have good days. I think Jawan is pretty solidly in second. If he can be able to hit anywhere close to what he kind of showed he could do at that USPA meet. And it seems like he's healthy now. Biggest thing is deadlift actually like starting to come around. 
Yeah, I mean, the very fact that he's attempting 744 is a really good sign. Um, he was trying to break 700. I mean, trying to consistently get into that 700 range for a while. Um, and if you listen to the episode on Two White Lights, that is definitely his kryptonite lift. So the fact that that deadlift's getting into the mid-sevens, as far as, like, something that's possible for him, that's a huge sign right there. Yeah. I mean, his training is definitely going well. I also think that he'll probably be able to squeeze, squeak in the second place if he hits what he's alluding to hitting. We also have Zach Myers. Um, so Zach's training looks like it's going pretty well. He benched 600 for a double. So I haven't projected like maybe a 611 bench, but he might get higher. His squats, a little bit iffy on depth. He just hit a 881 squat with a little bit high. But before that, he hit 854, and it did look really good for depth. So it seems like as soon as it gets really heavy, it starts to cut it. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, and then he's mentioning that he had the quad tweak. So we got to see if that affects him. He's dealing with an injury, as is everyone else ever on the untested side. But. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was leaning towards Zach second because it, for people who don't know, Zach has the fifth highest dot score all time back in 2020 and has has been kind of chasing that sense. And his training was trending to beating that um, pretty nicely. Um, his, his numbers were over that. He hit that 881 squat. Depth is a little iffy. And then he mentioned about the quad tweak and a little bit of a back tweak and hasn't posted any squats since. And that worries me because he was posting a lot of squats before. And that's the only reason I kind of pulled back because him, him, Jawan are all right around 600. And I, I'm going to bias to who's coming in healthy and has the best execution. And Jawan is healthy, and he's always had pretty darn good execution on the untested side. Yeah. Zach Myers is, I think, I think he's taken the title as most underrated lifter. From Chad Penson, because Chad Penson is no longer underrated. Um, I gave that title to Chad for a while. Zach Myers, I think, is up there. Just gets really no recognition for what he does. Um, if you were doing a preview show, I think, like, he would be a guy, if you look at a little roster, a, just a casual fan of powerlifting or just a person who's just kind of tuning in would kind of be like, okay, John Hack, Juan Garrison, Dan Grisby, and, like, like Zach Myers, his numbers look good, but they don't know much about him. He's a he's an incredible lifter. Um, I mean, recent trends in training, like Steve and Solana said, like hopefully he's okay going into this meet. But he's one of the strong. I, he is one of the strongest dudes that I think I've seen just lift. Um, you know, watching a few of these meets, guys just strong and actually just a good, just a solid lifter. You know, uh, uh, the stories of him just kind of correcting bar path is on the fly like during his lift because he's that brutally strong. Yeah, I'm really excited to see. I actually, yeah, I would have him like kind of in my top three. Actually, you filled out my top three already. You put Gerald uh, Dionio as my third. I don't know what the fuck your problem is there, Steve. <laughs> I'm just on the Google sheet right now. <laughs> I just looked at the I just looked at the Google sheet. I'm like, the fuck? <laughs> I have Nick Forte. <laughs> I originally put that as Solana's and she changed it so that I put it I in I was yours. looking at it and I was like, maybe it's a mistake. I'll just move this over real quick. I don't have time for this. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was trolling you guys. All right, that's cool. Oh I was so, I'm like, what the Person we didn't fuck talk just about. happened? Now, we didn't talk about. We had, well, there's a whole lot of people uh, to talk about in this one. Well, we're not done. But let's talk about Dan Grisby. So... All-time best deadlift, 1,025 pounds, which was amazing to see. But we also know that he sandbagged that squat to make sure that he can some deadlift. So I'm excited to see 
what he does when he's pushing squat and then deadlifts. Mm-hmm. Um, his squat's looking like it's trending in the right direction. He has 771 squat PR and it looked good depth-wise too. And it moved well. It was hard, but it moved well. And then I'm seeing a lot of board press for bench press. I'm not really saying regular benches. So board press looks great. I don't know the carryover essentially to what that'll mean for like his pause bench on meet day. And then I just, his, his deadlift is looking phenomenal. I just really don't know what will happen when he pushes the squat too. Like I have him going down a little bit on deadlift because he's going to push the squat. I have him at 1,003 pounds. Like that's just me guessing that he's going to miss because it'll be hard. That would, that would still, I mean, the stage, the platform that he's going to be competing on, the production value, um, a lot of eyes are going to be on it. If he pushes other lifts, 1,003 will be massive. I mean, it's, it's, it happened, right? The 1,000-pound deadlift happened. Of course, I think people are going to anticipate a higher deadlift from him and to, you know, push that record even higher. I for for some reason I think he can do it. Like I, I know the sandbag squat like had an effect. I just there's all right, well, let me, all right, let me rephrase it cuz that was a fucking dumbass way of going through it. There's nothing you can he's very similar to David Wilson. There's nothing you can load on the bar where I'm like he has no chance of pulling this. Dan Grisby could load something yeah. on a bar. I'll be like, he could possibly pull this. He's that profound. I'm assuming deadlift. he'll probably pull a thousand on his second. I would try. That's what I said. I would do that. Yeah. I, I think he'll do that. And then I'm not sure if he'll get the third. Yeah. So I'm predicting 1003 because I think he gets two. Well, that's, that's a bold take. You don't know if he's going to deadlift the third deadlift. That's going to be possibly 1,030 pounds. I don't know. Him, it's like the, like, it's the same thing, Blake oh. LeHue. You put something on the bar. You put 900 pounds on the bar for Blake LeHue. I'm like, maybe. Maybe you can hit it. It's just the way they deadlift is, you know, it's. And Dan is the mix of technically proficient. And if you see him, which I met him um, a few weeks back, strength. He is so damn huge and strong and intimidating. But he's the nicest guy in the world. though. I wish he was mean. So if was mean, it'll be great. That'd be easier. Yeah, we like he's just so he, nice. He like this I this should be his breakout meet in the sense of like tool wise. Because we haven't seen him put together like a true like total that I think I mean honestly, I think if people don't know, I believe he's in he's in one of the armed forces. And so therefore it makes training tough. And he's I think Marine. it's been a little bit easier lately. I'm almost positive to, he's a to do this. He's yeah. A, yeah, and he is, um, and also I'm sorry like to interrupt. Marine. I'm sorry to interrupt. He has like an incredibly, I I don't know the exact title for it, but it's physically demanding. The job he has for the Marines, or like what he does mm-hmm. for the Marines. It seems like something he's gotten. He's been able to train more, which is why we're seeing like his total come around, which is awesome because I honestly think like if he didn't have that job, we'd be talking about him being one of the best lifters total wise in the world. Um, I don't think he's going to be top three barring someone really kind of messes up in the, in the realm of Zach, John and Derek, but this is the one lift that almost sometimes kind of trumps totals when you're deadlifting a thousand pounds. We, we talk about like, we're not going to highlight single lift people, but this is where like a thousand pound deadlift could walk away as like what everyone remembers. And here's the question. And I know my answer. Does he hit that 1,025? And honestly, I don't feel like it got as much hype as it should have. 
No. And I think that's because he sandbagged squats and it was a local meet. If he does it at this meet, I think it hits different. It does. I completely agree with you on that one. Not a hot take or not a, not a cold take. I think it will, um, it will be seen by more people. There will be much more people in the crowd. There'll be the phones out. Hopefully Nabil's out there. Um, and we, he just doesn't get in the background somehow. He's <laughs> fucking lose my mind. If that happens, Garrett better make fun of that. If, uh, if it just happens. Yeah, it, it will be. I mean, and then also you have, it's a massive platform with other lifters who are competing there. That actually does matter. If other lifters are there and people are watching that, I mean, people are going to be tuning in to watch Sean Hack and Jawan Garrison compete um, on that day because, and I mean, and on that same day, I believe tomorrow Walcott as well. Like, there's so many big names uh, who have a lot of mainstream success in the sport going to be watching that. I think on a live stream, it's going to really hit, and um, I really think with the social media will as well. Yeah. And I'm just going to go down the list of some other notable lifters who I'm excited to watch, but probably aren't looking at actual contention. Or could, again, could, but is uh, Andy Wong, Chris Bridford, uh, Liam Newell. Let's see yeah. what he pulls on a deadlift bar. Dionio, uh, let's see what he weighs in at. Uh, Sean Dewey, a two white lights favorite. Yeah, Sean I Dewey. I just like watching him lift. We're big Dewey fans. Uh, Demaria. Demarius Slocum, uh, Jordan Wong. Uh, we'll see if he takes a shot at that squat record. Uh, Johnny Kaufman uh, and Dawson Windham. Yep. Yeah, we got. We, yeah. This is actually as far as like just people to watch. I think this session has just a, like a lot of fan favorites. Um, Andy Huang. I mean, he has a, a big fan base and also just a terrific lifter. People are gonna be interested to watch him. Um, personally, I'm really excited to see Chris Bridgeford. I've always liked Chris Bridgeford. I really enjoy watching him lift. Hit a big deadlift yesterday. Had to really grind out a lift, and his hook grip held up the entire time, too. That was that was actually unbelievable. I mean, it was a RP11 lift, and he was able to hold on to it. And then, you know, we got we got Liam. I mean, of course, we're going to give a little uh, a bias towards our USAPL elitist people. Liam had that massive pull at Collegiate Nationals. I believe that was 777. And on a deadlift yeah. bar, I mean, potentially uh, going into the 800 range. Johnny Kaufman, I love Johnny Kaufman. I love Johnny Kaufman. Even though he looks a lot like Garrett Fear, he has the most lovable face in the world. He's like... He, he's he could, Garrett, but lovable. Yeah, he's Garrett, but the sweetest, kindest person ever. And also, he's got a monster deadlift on as well. And that Kabuki deadlift bar is going to be... Um, a definite advantage for him. Dawson Windham watching him at Ghost Clash, he it might start taking like the most entertaining person to watch because you never know what's going to happen on any of his lifts. He fainted on squats. That is scary, and I think he did it twice. Just throwing it out there for something to watch for. Um, Dawson, I mean, and especially just in his transition to USPA WRPF, um, has turned into one hell of an entertaining lifter, and um, I'm excited to see him compete. Uh, I want to say something about Gerald really quick. So he used to box, or he fought professionally, I think, for a little bit. He got that fucking, like, that. that's a that's a trick that they do in boxing and mixed martial arts from, from just, I, I've been, I like, I occasionally do watch, like, boxing and UFC stuff. Apparently that's a thing. 
They do it with the towel. Dan, uh, Daniel Cormier did that for one of the UFC things. He was holding onto the towel because he missed weight earlier, and then he took off his clothes and held the towel in front of him, and he was tugging on it just a little bit. And he lost magically like 0. 0.5 um, pounds. And I'm like, oh, okay, that makes total sense for what Gerald did at Kern. That's a little boxing trick. He was probably trying to, yeah, he was trying to just hold on and setting himself on something. So, and apparently a lot of people do that. A lot of people who, like, are iffy on their weight, they do that in boxing and mixed martial arts. When they get the towel in front of them, like, some people, like, start hitting their hands off the towel because they know it's a trick. So, got to, I, at first, Gerald pissed me off with that. Now I got to applaud him with his creativity. Apparently people at the uh, current I'm figured not, it out. I'm, <laughs> I'm fucking around. But um, okay. creative cheating. Yeah. That, I mean, cheating in an untested meet is one of the hardest things to do. It's it's, it's a, ballsy. You get the award for it. Yeah, you get to the he's like he's like a happy Gilmore. He's the only guy who tried to take off his skate and try to stab someone. He's the only guy to do that. He's the only guy to try to cheat at a tested meet. Which is probably not true. I mean, someone who's wearing knee wraps under knee sleeves. Um yeah, uh, Jordan Wong with his squat too. Uh, Nick Forte. Yes. Nick Forte has put, shut up a lot of the haters. I mean, he's squatting to depth and getting his lifts. So, it, and it's good to see him do all these bigger meets now too. He's he's kind of the success of the Garrett Fear thing, like where Garrett Fear fucking rips on someone and they get better as a lifter. That's kind of like the end goal as far as that's the best case scenario you get with Garrett. Either that or you smash your fucking head in with a ammonia bottle and bleed and bomb out of the lips. There's there's a, there's a there's a big flip side there. All right. Prediction time. Yeah, yep. I'll go first. Okay. Uh I'm going out on a limb and picking Homelander first. <laughs> Jawan Garrison second. And then I'm gonna go with third. Uh, I, I think it's between him and Zach and tends to peak. Well, we're going to see how he does at a bigger meet like this. But if I had more proof that Zach's squat wasn't, was going well, I'd probably pick him, but it, it does worry me that it sounds like he may have gotten injured. Could be wrong. All right, Solana. Uh, I thought it was my turn to go last. I never went last. Got lost in a snake. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess I'll go then. All right, uh, I got to go Homelander, John Hack, number one. Uh, Jamon Garrison, number two. And, ah, man, third is going to be tough for me. I'm going to go Zach Myers, and if gets third, he gets to come on the show. Because you know he'll have a ton of shit to talk to me if he comes on the show. You're, you're doing this on purpose because it's going to get more views if you piss him off or listens. Well, I mean, I would have to talk a bunch of shit back, you know, or like I, I would have to say things like, I don't know if he could compete outside of Texas. Like, I don't know. If, I don't know if his body can handle. When he lost the gauge, was that was when he lost the gauge? Was that inside Texas or outside of Texas? That was inside Texas. Okay. Yeah. And that's something, something we're not mentioned. He lost in a deadlift battle to gauge. I mean, will you pick that to get third at the American pro a guy who lost to gauge? Gage loses to a lot of people. But it's the it's the American pro. Is there more of an American at this meet than? I would argue, uh, John Hack. We gave. I mean, Will Homelander he and Will he Captain show America. up strapped and get kicked out and banned from the uh, 
I don't know oh, the, the gun policy in Maryland or Virginia. Very good. You're fine. He's think, good, so he, fine. he can walk in straps. Sure. I'm assuming, yeah. but I I've been there once. Um, it seemed it seemed it it seemed a little bit so, like uh kind of a little bit more country or a little more southern than like Houston, well, which is where it's northeast. Northeast is not usually country. Northeast is a little bit more liberal. Mm, mm, oh no. Uh, it's, not, we have we have a uh, northeasterner here, and Solana's just sitting there not on. telling me she might know. All right. Either way, so we're uh, but all right geography wise, when because it, it's a New England colony, that was so it's southern pretty much, like it is considered southern. If you go to Virginia, you know you're in the south. It's one of those things where it's like, is the tomato a fruit? Technically, do you put it in a fruit salad? No. You go to Virginia, you're in the south. Is it located? southernmost part no but it's the south i agree with you because i'm from virginia and i get pissed off people say i'm not from the south so no yeah it's that's southern <laughs> that's no, i'm telling you that is southern <laughs> all right but all right i feel like changing it up for fun because why not it's not tested anyways so who knows what's gonna happen First place, I would still give John Hack because oh, you can't okay. not give it John Hack. I so. thought you were... Oh, no, I'm not stupid. I can't just be an idiot. <laughs> yeah. All right. I thought you were going to go change up that way. It's like, ooh, God no, damn. No, I, right. I can't do that. You say I you mean... never know what's going to happen on Tested Meats, aside from John but Hack. you know winning. what John Hack's going to do. <laughs> um, I'm going to give second to You better like Jesus, what's going on here? What the fuck are you guys doing? <laughs> second? No, this is... All right. I'm giving second. I'm giving Joe on third. I'm surprised. I just wasn't expecting yeah. it going in. Was Zach Myers on it? And then also, I know D is a wrapped lifter. He doesn't give a shit, though, right? Technically, it's all about dots, or it, well, it's all about total, and this is based on dots. This is true. I, I am. I am very excited to see him compete, though. That is going to be a highlight for me, and hopefully, just a ton of shit that's talked afterwards. But there you have it. The American Pro, that'll be taking place in uh, three weeks. We'll have more coverage on 2 I Lights as it gets a little bit closer. Um, kind of the first big untested meet um, in a while. I actually, at the beginning of the year, I think that's when Ghost Clash was. Um, so I guess the uh, the next biggest meet since Ghost Clash. Um, Going to be there commentating. Um, really excited to see the production value. Really excited to see uh, what Micah and um, the people at A1 have in store for you guys. We will see you next week. We're probably going to have another draft. That snake drafted yeah, well cool. with the goats. What's up? That did very well. Yeah. Did very, very well. Yeah, people enjoyed it. And I think, well, I think next one we have is going to be pretty fun. Steve? Do you want to say what the next one is? I had to talk to you. surprise people. Well, it is it is official, but I think we have to talk on uh, exactly how we want to do it. Because you're talking about like a futures right draft or a keeper draft. Yeah, a di a dynasty draft. Which if people don't know in fantasy football, dynasty means you are picking people or a keeper draft that you're going to keep on your team for years to come, not just this year. Mm -hmm. So I, I was thinking five year outlook, like you're picking people over the next five years. Okay, that are your keepers. Yeah, I, I so I like the draft idea, but the one thing I was thinking of is just I think a draft of best young lifters, like best teen and junior lifters and like kind of go into a power ranking 
that works as well because with a dynasty, you get to go with like lifters who are not young. You just start predicting them to be good for the next five years. But I do like the idea more just of a dynasty drafts because it just mixes things up. Like I wouldn't, I would have a very hard time just drafting just because I'll get in my own head about how good a young lifter is and how good a current lifter is. I might just draft a bunch so of current lifters. So you're wanting to put this, you're wanting to put the stipulation of uh, like teen and juniors and can't be over 23. Yeah, well, yeah. Kind of just like a, like a prospects draft or something, but, but, so but if, if we're doing, I but, mean, no, your idea though ins- works better. Your idea works better because then you get the mix of like current or like lifters who are above that age and you have to kind of play it in there with that. But- because there are people like, I mean, the number my number one pick in what I was thinking was Bob Matthews because yes, he's already one of the best in the world, but he's in reality so new to his progression that I, I see him over the next five years being one of the best lifters right. versus yeah. like, I could see Amanda Lawrence being one of the best lifters over the next five years, but I'm not, that's not what I'm, we probably put some stipulations on this. Like, I don't know how to put stipulations because like Amanda, I think can be a great, is going to be great in that weight class for the next five years, but she's already at that level versus right. like Bob. It's kind of, a, it's already at that level I, at the same time. Like I, Steve, I'm what cutting, I don't know. Steve, I'm cutting you off right now. Cause you're fucking doing the episode. So we got, I, we got to, we need shit to talk about when we do this episode. So, Shut all up. right, all right, all right, all right. I was like, how far are we going to go yeah, here? Should I, I get my edit, yeah, like... I, I have to edit this fucking thing out now. But, um, but yeah. All right, so that's the idea, guys. We're going to have a snake draft next week. Have fun with it. Probably an interview on top of that as well. I'm trying to get two episodes out for you um, each week. And that'll do it for Two White Lights. We'll see you guys soon. Peace.